Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Suplexes, Scores, and Save Points, your home for all things wrestling, sports, and video games. It is Saturday morning when you're listening to this, which means it's time to go suplexing. And today, it is your host, Ryan, as always. And with me today is the, well, current, as of now, SSS Pod Predictions Champion, it, he hasn't been here in a while. Uh, life's been a little crazy for him, but he's back. It's Jeff. Let me talk to you, Ryan. It's me, the real J.E., the suplexes, scores, and save points, savior of the masses <laughs> champion. Although I have taken a hiatus due to some stuff, I'm the rightful, well, We'll get into that. <laughs> I am the rightful champion, but due to some collusion, <laughs> the belt is no longer going to be in my possession until I win it back ultimately. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, when I win this belt, it'll be prestigious once again. <laughs> we had a we had a very good Bound for Glory predictions. Um, we'll get into that. I did not expect it to be as close as it was. And yeah, uh, Jeff is talking about something that makes me laugh that happened that the reason he lost is great. We'll get into it. But first, we got to get into news uh, that is, is happening. Some pretty big news, which is um, pretty well probably going to shake up the entire wrestling world. Um, it came out yesterday. Was it yesterday? Two days ago. Um, that ROH, Ring of Honor, at the end of the year, um, everyone is released. Uh, every single person on the roster will be released, and then they're not going to run any shows till like April. Um, yeah, basically, it boils down to they spent all their money this year. <laughs> um, COVID kind of kicked their ass a little bit. Um, it sucks. I, I don't know what the I've heard multiple reports and differing reports on what the future of ROH is going to be. I've heard one where they're basically not going to do actual contracts anymore. They're all just going to be independent contractors. They're just going to bring people in whenever they want and go with that way. I've heard some that they're going to try to restructure some deals and keep people. I don't know. Um, but we're in a – I've never – this is ne- this is something that had never really happened where they've released their entire roster and said, yeah, we're starting over essentially. So this could be crazy. Uh, ROH went from like two or three years ago selling out Madison Square Garden to now – basically being non-existent and and here's the thing i tease this with jeff and nathan in in this group chat and i want to get into this now i have some hot this is a take that i've seen circulating around the internet a little bit not very often but so it involves roh but also involves aew um and also involves all of independent wrestling and all that when AEW first started everyone was saying that oh they're gonna save independent wrestling and they're going to put independent wrestling on the map. I think it's done the opposite. I think AEW is slowly killing the independent wrestling business. Because look, before AEW, MLW was doing great numbers. ROH was selling out Madison Square Garden. ROH had a partnership with New Japan. They were doing wonderful. AEW comes around into the picture. Look what happened to MLW. Look what happened to ROH. And yes, I know you can say covid was partially to blame here. And I understand that they couldn't run some shows. 
But you look at the people that our AEW took from our from MLW. They took Penta. They took Phoenix. They took MJF. They took uh, Brian Pillman. They took Hammer, uh, not Hammerstone, but they took uh, MJF's dude, his partner. They they, they 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 took a lot of people from ML from MLW and ROH. We were Utah, the SCU. They took all these guys from those companies, and now look where we're at. So I don't know. I think our AEW is not, you know, as some people say, it's like helping independent wrestling. I think they're kind of leading to the demise of independent wrestling because they're all they can basically they can basically do the same stupid crap that they do independently, but get paid millions of dollars now to do it. So that's just my two cents. I don't know. I'll let you, you know, give your thoughts on this whole situation and what you think is the future of ROH, but that's just yeah. what I think. I, the thing that gets me, Ryan, is half of the ROH management wanted to keep it floating. They wanted to try to do something, but the main deal, the main people let it go. And the thing is, you do have a point with AEW stuff. So, I mean, who did, who did MLW retain? Mr. Iguana? I mean, this dude, like... Yeah, the MLW, you know, and they got Hammerstone and they got Fatu. But that's 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 it. Everyone else that they had that had any name value is now over at AEW. Yeah, it's a it's gonna come to a point, Ryan, where AEW though is going to have to make decisions because they can't sign everybody. Which what surprises me is they passed on Buddy Matthews, but they signed Tony Nice, which makes I mean, don't get me wrong, Tony Nice is a good wrestler. I did like his yeah. work, but at the same time, he's no He's not, he's not as big as Buddy Matthews. He can't do some of the stuff Buddy can. But – and you look at guys like Brian Cage, an original mainstay of AEW, someone that jumped shit from MLW, that jumped shit yeah, from Lucha Underground yeah. to join AEW, and now he's being talked about as the first guy to jump to WWE. Yeah. it. So this whole thing is crazy. I hope ROH can come out of it. ROH is one of the – you look at the rosters of WWE Impact, our AEW, all of them, they've got ROH people in them. I mean, ROH has been the number three company for a long time there. Um, and they were the biggest independent thing going forever. So I hope they can come out of it. They've had really poor management as of late. They let Bully Ray into a booking place, which really turned their company. I think that was sort of the downfall. The ROH was Bully Ray coming in and letting all of his friends and booking it stupidly and all that shit. So hopefully they can turn it around. Um, like I said, I've heard some reports that some people have already signed with AEW, but I'm not going to sit here and say that that's fact because I've only heard it from one source and I don't know if it's a really reliable source. But I would not put it past these guys to go to AEW. I mean, look, if you don't know what the future of ROH is, I mean, they're not going to go WWE. I mean, WWE don't want them, most of them probably. So the only other game in town is ROH at the, or AEW. I still go to Impact. So And Impact doesn't have so, a lot of money. Well, I know he hadn't been wrestling as much, but what happens with Jay Lethal, who's been a mainstay, turning down WWE, turning down AEW to stay in ROH? Yeah. I, I can, uh, man, I don't know. And the, the thing, another one, another team, some people are the Briscoe brothers. Their past 
with the stuff they've said and how controversial they are, I don't see AEW or WWE. Maybe AEW, but definitely not WWE. They're they're gonna stay away from them. They're all PG kid friendly now. I, AEW I don't... is going to do, I think, a one-off route with the Briscoes because I mean they do present a good match choice between them and the teased with FTR and whatnot. But yeah. once again, you look at that match, FTR as one, at least one of their members, every single night, it seems like gets hurt during their match. So what are they going to do with the Briscoes? <laughs> it does seem like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's the big news happening this week. Um, obviously if anything changes, we will, uh, obviously talk about it on the podcast because this is going to be a developing story over time. Um, let's, uh, let's get into the results of the week and the weekend. Um, we're going to start with Friday, last Friday, um, with some SmackDown. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was the post, uh, you know, crown jewel show. And uh, it, it was all right. Uh, I liked the opening segment with Brock and Roman. Um, Roman came out and started talking and then... Uh, Brock just came out and destroyed everybody. I looked, I like that. I, I, that, and again, it writes off Brock. We all knew he wasn't going to be full time anyway. So Brock leaves for months. Adam and, Pierce took those F5s like boss, too. Yeah. For, you know, taking moves for a while. Yeah. Um, and then we add, I'm, we're not going to go through everything that happened on these shows because there's so much to get through. So we're going to talk just real quickly and recap. Uh, McIntyre beat Zayn. This match was whatever. Zayn had new music and everyone got pissed off. He's going to <laughs> AW. It's okay. <laughs> uh, we had the coronation of King Woods, King Xavier, Xavier Woods, King Xavier Woods. They've changed his name three times already, so I don't know what his name is actually going to be. But we had Xavier Woods crowned king. I didn't get your thoughts. What were your thoughts on Xavier Woods winning the King of the Ring tournament? You know, just because I um, I was hoping to see, I mean, granted, it's King, not Prince, but I was hoping to see a Prince Devitt kind of deal return. But Woods, I, this is going to probably give me some heat, but <laughs> I don't see what's so special about Xavier Woods other than the fact he can connect with the fans. He's a great personable person to connect with the kids and with the fans, but I I don't know if it was him, me watching him for so many years just play second fiddle with a trumpet or what, but, you know, I just can't take him seriously. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I like Xavier. He's like, uh, he's like, he's like us. He's a big video game fan and I, he's cool and, fucking congratulations this is what he's always wanted i think this whole king of the ring was just hey we're gonna give you what you wanted to do it feels like xavier can kind of just do what he wants at this point and he was like hey bring back king of the ring so i can win it okay yeah um so yeah we had that uh we had monsoor beat all this was whatever very quick match hit row made their debut and they were treated and everyone was already oh they're not gonna be treated they were treated like fucking stars they were right the, the, the it factor of that show, honestly. They were great. 
And everyone's freaking out because Isaiah Scott was in this tag team match. Look, I think because everyone's like, oh, Top Dollar is going to be the star. No, he was wrestling too. They're good. I don't think they're going to be like they were in NXT where they have a leader. They're all going to tag together. They're going to free bird it. And it's just going to be, you know, they're going to do direct. They're going to be like the new day where they can interact, interchange, I feel like. And they were all three, they're three like stars. So hopefully they keep that up because this was a great way to start them out. Um, uh, Corbin beat Nakamura because of Moss. Um, and then we had one of the weirdest, um, controversial off the script moments in WWE with the championship exchange ceremony where Becky and Charlotte were just going to change titles, which I, I, I will say this was stupid. This was completely idiotic, and I understand Charlotte for not wanting to do this. But you kind of have to do what your boss tells you to do. And she did not. And now, so apparently what happened was the original plan was for Becky to take the Raw title from Charlotte and hold up both belts as an ode to Becky two belts. And then Charlotte was going to take the SmackDown title back. Apparently Charlotte was like, nah, I ain't doing that. And just dropped the raw title, which made it. And then no one knew what to do. And it was super awkward and it got super intense and super real for a second. And I, this was bad. <laughs> well, you can even tell with Sonya, like Sonya Deville was like, Charlotte, could be a bitch. Like, yeah. Well, apparently, like- so this segment ends, everyone's confused. No one knows what happened. Um, they turned physical. Um, I, I don't know, like, if it was real, too. It, I mean, they were throwing some shots in. And then uh, they go to the back. Apparently, after the show, Charlotte just walked right out and didn't say a word to anybody. Um, she didn't talk to Vince. She was escorted from the building. Apparently, her and Becky almost came to blows. Apparently, Sonya wanted to whoop Charlotte's ass. Um, Charlotte's isolating herself very quickly here in the roster. Um, yeah. On, and then Andrade has the audacity, audacity to tweet out F-U-W-W-E. He's just mad because he's doing the same shit in AEW, sitting back there munching on catering that he was doing in WWE, coming out one appearance every three weeks. I mean, here's the thing that I don't understand, and this is the same shit Paige did too. I'm all for supporting your husband, supporting your boyfriend. I'm all for that. But why do you... Because Paige did the same shit where she tries to get her, she did her, she went crazy and tried to get fired. And Charlotte seems to be doing the same thing. What's the why? I it's not like they don't see each other. Fucking Andrade is wrestling one day a week. Like, good lord. I don't understand why the, this why she why she's doing this. I don't get it. I don't know if she wants to get fired. I don't know if she just thinks I can I'm Charlotte, so I can do what I want and nothing matters, but this was stupid and terrible. This is really bad, and it was a dumb way to end the show. So, on that note, let's go to something else that I did not enjoy, and that was Rampage. <laughs> Start off with Orange Cassidy defeating Powerhouse Hobbs. I almost turned the show off at this point right here. I I, I hated this. This was the Tony roll-ups. This was the dumb decision. You should have see. Here's the thing: this tournament. Why don't you pushing Hobbs? He's young. He's big. He can move. He's got personality. But no, let's push fucking Orange Cassidy over. 
I about turned the show off at this point. I didn't want for context. I don't watch Rampage ever live because I have to work the next day. I always watch it after work the day out, and I almost turned it off. Um, and then we had a Lucha Brothers FTR promo. Um, this led to FTR um, attack the Lucha Brothers. So there you go. And then we had the non-title women's match between Britt Baker and Anna Jay. This was a decent match. I mean, it wasn't anything terrible here, but it was whatever it was. Then we had Pac defeating Andrade. Um, Malachi. I don't know why Malachi Black was here. I don't know. Did they just do this because they're all like, we're all former WWE guys, so we're all just going to be in the ring together? Because this made no sense. Um, He got in the ring, missed Pac in the face, and then Andrade and Black attack Pac. And then Arn Anderson appears, and Cody Rhodes is back, and Cody Cody gets his revenge on Black. Which leads us to the Saturday Night Dynamite. We have two Dynamites to talk about on this show. Yeah, we're going to have to slam through Dynamite. Um, But yeah, that was was, uh, Rampage. Rampage was not good. I, I did not care for that show. Um. And I did not really care for this dynamite show that happened. So <laughs> I just want to say that I don't care about ratings. I'm not a ratings guy. I'm not a guy who gives a shit. But the fact that Tony Khan called out WWE and said, we can beat them, blah, 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 blah. And now a replay of SmackDown beat the Saturday Night Dynamite ratings is laughable to me. Someone would rather watch a show, not a tape show, a replay, a show that happened live the day before. They would much rather watch that than watch AEW. Oh, it's fantastic. (laughs) All right, we had Saturday Night Dynamite airing uh, from Orlando, Florida where Brian Danielson and Dustin Rhodes started the show off. They pretty good match in the AW, AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament. I will give them credit. This was a decent match. No problems with this one. Uh, Daniel Bryan won, or Brian Danielson won. And right. I didn't expect anything different, but yeah. you never know. Um, yeah, we had a bunch of promos on this show. Um, and then we had the TBS Women's Championship Tournament, Ruby Soho versus Penelope Ford with Ruby Soho winning again. No question there. We think we all saw that one coming. Yeah. Um, Bobby Fish took on Anthony Green, and Bobby Fish gets the win. This was just basically a showcase for Fish. Um, Fish continued the attack, and then for no reason whatsoever, Punk came out. Ah. So that means we're just going to have them wrestle again. Punk and fish. Yay. Um, then we had Eddie Kingston and Lance Archer in a world title eliminator um, with Archer uh, almost breaking his neck. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty scary. <laughs> oh, my God. He went for a moonsault and landed on the ne- on the back of his neck. Um, and this match basically just got ended and Eddie Kingston wins. This was scary as hell, dude. That... Oh, my God. 
I didn't like that at all. It was we had the laziest attempt at one I've saw. Yeah, it was it was not good. It was not good. Um, we had Dan Lambert and all their stuff come out, and they got into it with the pinnacle or the inner circle. Yeah. The one chick that was there, I don't remember her name, but she basically said she'll never do wrestling again because it's Trey were trash and it's, yeah. it was super fake and super dumb. <laughs> so <laughs> it made me laugh. I was like, well, yeah, she's never coming back. <laughs> um, Jungle Boy beat Brandon Cutler. Why the fuck do we have to see Brandon Cutler on Dynamite? It just, <sighs> then uh, the super click threw uh, Jungle Boy off the stage. Yeah. And then we had Malachi Black versus Cody. <sighs> what were your thoughts? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, why are they why do they keep rehashing them? Why do they keep doing it? Like Malachi needs to move on and contend for something because i mean that's just how good he is he could walk into a business and contend for your title the first night like and then you have cody who isn't who rumor said has it that cody isn't even liked backstage anymore as much no he's he's an arrogant asshole i mean he's nothing like his dad the thing is cody didn't need this win cody won by the way in case you're wondering, Cody won for no reason at all. There was no fucking reason Cody Rhodes needed to beat Malachi Black. And he beats him. For what, Cody? Unless he turns heel and goes back on his stipulation, he could never compete for the world title. So what's the point? You, you're having Black come in, destroy everybody. Roll of a lifetime. Hmm, who does that remind you of? Hmm, oh, Brody Lee, that's right. And then guess what? Cody beats Brody Lee and kills all the momentum. And now this, and if this happens to Black, I'm going to be fucking pissed because Black's the best thing that happened to AEW in a long time. He's better than Punk. He's better than Brian. And him and him and and, and on and Andrade is okay, but Black should be pushed to the moon in this company. And you just and I'm not going to say the buried word because that's a word that I don't use very often. He was not buried. But there was no need for him to lose this match. Yeah, I mean, absolutely don't. I don't understand. Like the two, if you want to pick out two people that came over from WWE, you know, maybe make it three. The top three people that should be pushed coming from WWE and should be doing amazing in AEW right now. Number one is Malachi Black. You know, like we mentioned. Number two is Brian Danielson, just because you know he. It, it's Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it's yeah. Brian Danielson. You know, yeah. that's just he, – he's good. He's great. And three is a guy that isn't even in the company yet, and that's Wyndham Rotunda. So it's – a.k.a. Bray Wyatt. So those are the three that they can't let flop, and they're letting one of them already flop. Yeah, this, this was terrible. One of the worst decisions I've seen in AEW. I don't care what anyone says. Cody doesn't need wins. because He's Cody. And the fact that they put him over black, unless this turns into something major, we don't need to see him wrestle again. This is the third fucking match. I don't need to see them wrestle again, and they're probably going to wrestle again. And I don't know why. We've seen three matches now. What's the point? But yeah, that's that's how the show ended, and the crowd hated it. So there you go. 
Let's what move on. To Cody, what happened to Cody losing the black and leaving his boot in the ring? Yeah, really. Oh, I'm going to retire. Oh, never mind. I'm just going to come back and beat him. Oh, that's stupid. That's stupid. All right, let's move on to Bound for Glory. Real quick, we'll go through these results. Um, the pre-show had the six... The six-way intergender match for the inaugural Impact Digital Media Championship, which I still don't understand when it's going to be defended. I still don't understand what this title actually is, but whatever. It's a new title. Uh, we had Jordan Grace, Chelsea Green, Crazy Steve, Follow Ball, John Schuyler, and Madison Rain, who took over for the injured Tennille Dashwood. Um, in this match, we and Jeff agreed and went with Chelsea Green, and Nathan went with follow ball, and we were all wrong, as I should have known. Jordan Grace picks up the win, and Jordan Grace is your new Impact Digital Media Champion. And she took some pretty cool pictures with it, which, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I feel like, why, how, did, how does Chelsea Green not win that belt? Because, like, one, it her makes, husband or yeah. fiance, Zach Ryder, who, like, yeah. I don't get it. It made sense, but I guess whatever. Um, we'll just go through the results here. Uh, the We had the knockout tag team championship as Decay took on the inspiration, who Jeff had a moment of, um, had a brain fart moment where he forgot who the inspiration was. So I went with uh, the inspiration for six. Nathan went with the inspiration for five. And uh, Jeff went with Decay for four. Um I'm going to let you guys folks know, this is the reason Jeff lost the championship. If Jeff would have went with the inspiration, he would still be the current champion. But instead, he went with Decay because he forgot that the inspiration was the Iconics. <laughs> and that's why it's a collusion. I, I put out the list. I did not say who the inspiration was. I was under the, the, I was under the, the, the thought process that everyone knew. But I, <laughs> I didn't know what they were going by in Impact. I I forgot. <laughs> and the inspiration did win the titles, uh, giving me uh, six points and Nathan five points. Um, then we had a great triple threat match for the vacant Impact X Division title as Trey Miguel, Steve Macklin, and El Fantasmo uh, went for the title. I had Fantasmo. You went with Trey and Nathan with Macklin. We all went in a different, different direction, and you picked up some big points here. With Trey Miguel, you went all eight. You went full bore on this one, and uh, worked out for you. Trey Miguel is the new impact. I should have known Trey would win, but I didn't know. I mean, I he's only had like eight shots at the damn yeah. thing. Um, then we had Heath and his partner to be determined, which ended up being Rhino against Violent by Design. I don't think anyone. This was never in doubt who was winning this match. And it was not in doubt at all because you went for seven points for Heath. We went Heath across the board. I had him for three. You had him for seven. Nathan had him for four. We all knew this was going to happen. This was. Um, then we had the 20 man or 20 intergender wrestler call your shot gauntlet match. Uh, I went for Morrissey. You went for Moose. And Nathan went for King Matt. I think maybe, maybe should have put a little bit, a couple more points there on Moose, buddy. Uh, yeah. Moose wins this match by last uh, eliminating Matt Cordona, which means Moose can call his shot for a title at any time, which comes into play later. 
I just felt like with that many people in a match, you can't be yeah. so certain on your pick. Oh, no, so yeah. I went concerned. I'm like, they got to do something because they've been shitting on Moose for the last two months. I, so, I really like, like that he won in the way this paper. I, I really liked it. And I almost went with them, but I was like, ah, it's Moose. They don't give him anything. <laughs> so <laughs> um, then we had these three-way tag team match for the world titles, tag team titles, uh, the Good Brothers versus Finn Juice versus the Bullet Club. Uh, I, we all, me and you both agreed Bullet Club for five. And the good Nathan had the good brothers for three. So Nathan gets the points there. So what anyone know? I said this during the predictions. I did not look at Jeff's picks before. I didn't want that advantage of knowing what Jeff was going to pick. So I did my picks before I saw Jeff's just to let people know. I didn't want the advantage of knowing what Jeff could pick and counter pick. So I'm putting that out there. I'm, I know I'm, you may not believe me, but I did my picks before I saw Jeff's pick. Uh, then we had the match that I think a lot of people were pissed off at. Um, and this is basically the match that won me the title. Um, we had Mickey James versus Deanna Parasso for the Impact Knockouts Championship. And I just knew, I just knew they were going to give the belt to Mickey. And I don't know why. But Mickey James gets the win. You had Parazzo for six, Nathan had Parazzo for eight. And I just, I don't know why. I just knew that Mickey James was going to win this match. And she did. If Parazzo wins that, I am still champion. Yeah. Or if you, or if you just picked inspiration, you're still changing. Yeah, either <laughs> or. <laughs> Impact um, booking screwed me over once again. Um, yeah, I don't know why they went with Mickey James. I just knew they were going to, and it makes no fucking sense. Let's put the belt on a 52 year old woman. Let's gotta, go. You gotta love the youngsters getting the push. You know that that upstart Mickey James. <laughs> I mean, Diana beat Molina. She beat all these people, but can't beat Mickey James. Like, Mickey James doesn't even work for him. She I works, know. She's with NWA. That's the dumb part about it. Ah, then we had our main event, Josh Alexander and Christian Cage for the Impact World Championship. This was a really good match. Um, and, and Josh Alexander made Christian submit. Uh, we all had Josh. Uh, I had him for eight. You had him for two. And then Nathan had him for seven. So we all got the points there. Best moment, Alexander's kid and wife come into the ring. They're all celebrating. It's a big deal. And then here comes Moose, that Moose. bastard. And he comes in the ring and says, I'm calling my shot right now. And he spears Josh Alexander right in front of his kid and pins him and then gets in Josh Alexander's kid's face. And that was awesome. Moose is the best. <laughs> I didn't like him for a long time, but he has gotten really good. And I'm glad that finally Moose gets his opportunity. Finally, he is the champion. And, uh, yeah, what a swerve at the end of this pay-per-view, let me say. Uh, but no Braun, which everyone was assuming was going to show up here. No real huge names. And everyone was expecting a lot of big-name guys to be here, and no one was Bronson really. Bronson Reed was booked, but then he was unbooked. Yeah. Um, so to go through the points, Jeff ended up with 18. Very respectable. Nathan had 19. And to win the championship, I had 21 points. Baby's coming home, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm, I will once again be the reigning champion. I can't wait to have that belt back around my shoulder. It's been a while. It's been too long, damn it. <laughs> Am I, I think. 
I think even though it was because there wasn't really any pay-per-views going on, I, I'm the longest reigning champion, aren't I? Because I made You won it at SummerSlam, didn't you? No, I won it uh, at oh, the you... last AEW pay-per-view, didn't I? Yeah, which was whenever. I don't remember when that was. I that was like, what, a month ago? Month yeah. Ago. yeah, we've had very quick rain, so maybe you uh, – yeah, I, I need it. I should have kept track. Of the brands, I can go back and do it, but whatever. It's either me or Nathan, I think. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's your bound for glory. I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, it wasn't great, but you know, it was a pretty good show. We'll see what happens on Impact. Uh, let's go to Mo- oh, Monday. We gotta go to Monday. <laughs> we gotta talk about this craptacular Raw. It's the new era, Jeff, of Monday Night Raw. Okay, the one thing that I was mad about, but then after thinking about it on the day that I wasn't mad about anymore from this show, Ryan, is the whole Damien Priest repackage. Because, like, at first I'm like, damn it, no more Arrow, no more Archer of Infamy, no more cool entrance. But then I'm like, wait a minute. His entrance was still pretty cool, and so is the music. Yeah, he's, and I like the new change in character where he's like, He's happy at first, and then as soon as you piss him off, he's just gonna d- kill you. And that was great. Punishment Martinez kind of yeah, aspect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh the main event of the show was a fatal four-way ladder match to determine the next champion challenger for Big E's WWE title. It was Rollins, Owens, Mysterio, and Bauer. I will say this was a very good match. Uh these four went out and had the best match they could. Um, in the end, it was Seth Rollins who wins. So Seth Rollins and Big E will clash for the title. I'm assuming at whatever the next pay per view is, which would be some so right? Survivor Series. Though. The, Rollins gets the shit beat out of them at Crown Jewel, and <laughs> they don't even kayfabe that at all. No, nope. like, act like it doesn't happen, and he comes into Monday and wins. Like, um, also on this show, uh. Ziggler and Rude beat the Street Profits in Alpha Academy to get a shot at Riddle and Orton later, and the RK Bro end up getting the win there. Austin Theory defeated Dominic Mysterio. Two youngsters getting a good match. Keith Bearcat Lee defeated Cedric Alexander. Carmella defeated Liv Morgan, so Liv Morgan moves the roll and still can't get a win. Uh, like we said, Damian Priest defeated T-Bar. Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch had a good back and forth, and they brawled for a little bit. Zelina Vega defeated Dewdrop after hitting her with her scepter, and that's all that happened on the show. Decent. Wasn't great. I see a lot of people bitching about Keith Lee's name being technically Bearcat Lee now. It's like, one, it's a tribute. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't be mad about a tribute. It was his idea from what I heard a little bit. It was. He pitched it, yeah. Two, if you don't want to call him Bearcat Lee, just call him Keith Lee. Like, it's not that hard. (laughs) Yeah, his name is not Bearcat Lee. It's Keith Bearcat yeah. Lee. So it's not like they changed his name. It just added a nickname. He's still the same freaking dude. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's still the same guy. Um, so here we go. Let's get into what I think was the best show of the week. NXT 2.0 Halloween Havoc. This was, I don't care what anyone says, this was fucking fun. This show was great. And I think, I wish Nathan was here. Because he's got a dog on this show, but I think this show was awesome, and I loved it. Head to toe. Head this show to was toe. awesome. Start off with the triple threat 
Scareway to Hell ladder match. I don't like the name, but the triple threat ladder match for the NXT Women's Tag Team Titles. And oh my God, were there some spots in this thing? Jesus. Um, Zoe Stark blew her ACL. I'm pretty sure. God. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I think uh, EO blew her everything out. She gets thrown off the ladder to a ladder bridge, and she didn't take it the way most people take it, where they do like a forward roll. She j- or like a swanton into it. She just like rolled into it and like, oh my god, it was nasty. Um, I th- you know, I heard I, I she's okay, but I th- <laughs> at first I wanted Indy Hartwell and you know mm-hmm. them to win that match, but then the more I thought about it, I'm a big Gigi Dolan guy, so I'm okay with it, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Jack Toxic Attraction, J.C. Jane, and um. Gigi Dolan get the win, and they are the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Could it be a sign of things to come where Toxic Attraction take all the belts? We will see. Uh, we had Joe Gacy beat Malik Blade. Very easy win. And then uh, we had Harwin show up again. Um, and Gacy kind of talked him down. I don't know where this is heading. I really have no idea what this what this whole Gacy-Harwin situation is. I swear, Ryan, one of these one of these appearances, Joe Gacy's just going to start, like, petting him. He's going to start, like, like just petting him. He almost him. did here. He, like, put his hand on his face, and I was like, what is happening over there? It's um, a safe space, Ryan. Safe it, space. It is. It's a safe space. Uh, Kaylee Ray had a very good, very good promo talking about how she's the longest reigning women's champion in the modern era, and she comes to NXT and gets no respect, and they gave her nothing. And so... Very good promo from uh, Kaylee Ray. I liked it. Um, we had a bunch of stuff with Grayson Waller and Nika Manjiro and Kushida and all that stuff. Uh, then we had um, the uh, Diamond Mind in the ring saying that um, they're having an open challenge and out walks Odyssey Jones. And uh, Malcolm tells him his big ass isn't 205 pounds, but uh, Odyssey Jones challenges Roderick Strong and Roddy says, sure, we'll do it. Um, Did you I- notice, Ryan? the background like the one creed brother brother julius or brutus was like taking off his stuff and i'm like oh so they're gonna have a one-on-one like we're gonna see what this guy's about it was good he just took it off for no reason yeah Ozzy jones and Armstrong had a decent match um the creed speaking of the creed brothers they get involved allowing strong to get the win with a jumping knee and uh yeah roger strong gets a win over odyssey jones and then we had the trick or street fight. We spun the wheel, made the deal. It landed on trick or street fight. Actually, it landed on Chucky's choice. Uh, and then Chucky chose the, the, the trick or street fight. So we had Mandy Rose and Raquel Gonzalez for the title. This was good. I think this was, may have been one of Raquel's best performances. I Mandy think Rose is too. Mandy Rose like. looked great in this match. She's, she is way better than she used to be. And... I'm going to say it again. She throws a better knee than Kenny Omega. <laughs> I'll say that till I die. <laughs> um, then we had, uh, at the end of this match, a masked figure shows up. Um, I knew right away who it was. It was not a surprise to anybody. But she hits um, Raquel into with a, with a shovel. <laughs> a fucking shovel, dude. <laughs> um. And then uh, Mandy Rose hits with the greatest knee in the history of professional wrestling. And Mandy Rose is the new NXT Women's Champion. I fucking 
I'm going I'm not gonna lie, Mandy Rose. I Jesus Christ. I, I just oh man. You know, it was nice seeing that knee strike and not hearing V Trigger. I'm telling you, it's so refreshing. Um, Mandy Rose wins, and then the mass figure gets in the ring and unmasked, and it's fucking Dakota Kai. So I got Dakota Kai and Mandy Rose in this thing segment. I was fucking happy. I people were like, didn't she get drafted? I'm like do you, no. you guys obviously don't watch wrestling because no, no, she did not get drafted. No, she's staying on NXT, which is great for me. I'm fine with that. And it looks like Raquel and Dakota are going to continue the feud. So cool. And we will have multiple feuds now in the women's division, which is great. This was a great match. They, they had tables and chairs and Tendo sticks. And this was, they beat the hell out of each other. Very good match. And Mandy Rose. So toxic attraction now hold all the gold. Uh, then we had. The greatest thing that's ever happened. I don't care what Nathan says. Nathan hated this segment. This segment with Carmelo Hayes and Trick, Trick Williams, and then Gargano and uh, the, 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 uh, Loomis. This was the greatest thing I've ever seen. I loved now, every I, I minute of this a, segment. I think there was a subtle, a subtle shot at the ending there of a, of a hindsight to the future whenever Gargano and Loomis are standing side by side and Gargano says, your place is kind of weird. And then he goes, how about next year we do my place? Cause people were saying Gargano wasn't going to resign. His contract yeah. was up at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's them kind of hinting at that. He's sticking around. Maybe I, I'm telling you, this was a great segment. I don't know why Nathan hated it so much. This was funny. Carmelo and trick Williams are a plus. I can understand why they're pushing Carmelo because he he gets it. And Trick for being very new to the business, he gets it too. Great segment. I don't care. It's fucking funny. It's way better than the stupid shit AEW did on their show. But who, which, but who's going for the North American title, Ryan? Because they haven't made it clear. Is it yeah. Loomis or is it Gargano? I, you know what? At this point, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping Loomis. But. After that, we had Grayson Waller in the ring. He said he's the host. Um, and then L.A. Knight shows up, and Waller says it's not his fault he had car problems. And then L.A. was like, I didn't mention I had car problems. Um, but then we had the debut of Solo Sokoa, um, which, if you don't know who that is, it's the Uso's younger brother. He, has the he same looks tattoo. exactly like him. He's got the same tattoo. He just, he's blonde. <laughs> and he's pretty big. Um, and he came in and whooped Waller's ass. <laughs> and that was it. Good debut. Now is he supposed to be good, Ryan? Like, is he supposed to be pretty good? Or I don't. I don't know if I've seen. Like, I don't. Is he? I don't know if he wrestled before or if he's new. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really seen much of him. I have to look him up and see if he's actually done stuff. But maybe I'm thinking of uh, Fatu or yeah. whatever. Fatu. Looks. Over I mean, he looked good in the short stuff he did. So we'll see in an actual match how he looks. Um. Then we had Braun Breaker working out, and Chucky was there, and this was a good little throwback to. Uh, WCW, where Rick Steiner got in a verbal argument with Chucky. This was, dude, I know, and I understand why they're not using the Steiner name because Scott and Rick own it, and they don't. They're want referencing that. it though, and they don't, and they don't want to pay royalties to the Steiner brothers. I completely get that, but I love that they're referencing everything, and they called them, you know, they, 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 the, the things they say and the stuff they do, it's working. I don't care. The name might be a little stupid, but guess what? So is The Rock. The Rock. That is a wrestler's name. Come on. 
if Twitter was around in the Attitude Era, we would have shit on Mankind, Undertaker. Like these all these names all suck. <laughs> I mean, Braun Breaker is not that bad. Kane. It's Kane. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just. And then we had another spin the wheel match where we had Imperium versus MSK in a Lumberjack match. Lumberjack O Lantern match. This they was tore that match up. This was fantastic, dude. I I didn't turn away from this match at all. This match was one of the best tag team matches. There was a moment where Carter did a basically an RKO off the top rope to the floor. And the Lumberjacks were supposed to catch him, and nobody did. And they went fucking straight down to the guy had that was brutality. he's also on a weight, too. Like, he's yeah. in really good shape now. So, I'm like, why the hell he weighs less? Why the hell wouldn't you want to catch him? Yeah, <laughs> um, all the um, all the Lumberjacks end up fighting each other and leave after that. Um, and then it was back and forth, and it was just great. Um, in the end, though, the Imperial Bomb. And Imperium are the new NXT Tag Team Champions. Hats off to MSK. They had a great run. I don't care what the crowd thinks. They can fuck off. MXT. Is- yeah, what the hell is the deal with the NXT crowd? So here's the like- thing I saw on the internet. It all started with Izzy. You know who Izzy, the chick, the young fan? She was like 13, 14, and she's training to wrestle. And she was like Bailey's biggest fan or whatever when she was a kid. So apparently Nash, Nash Carter, said some stuff online about criticizing the fact that she should be she should be wrestling at 13 years old and apparently it's her parents and does they still go to nxt events and they're like the ones that have started this whole booing shit ridiculous like oh so a wrestler had concerns over a 13 year old wrestling and he's a bad guy for that no that ever nash carter is literally the most wholesome guy you'll ever see like if you look at his instagram or yeah msk are great man they're good guys and they're don't i want to just give me msk versus the usos one time that match would rule dude (laughs) but this was great great match and then we went into our main event braun breaker versus tomaso champa for the nxt championship one thing on the Imperium match before we full heartedly yeah. dive into the main yeah, event. Yeah, no, not a problem. What does this do for Walter? Because he's advertised for the live event that they have in the UK. Yeah. So I think they're just giving him a hiatus, you know, because he wrestled for so long and, you know, without a break, really. Yeah. But does he come back to the States now that Imperium's champion? Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see him do. Maybe not permanently in the States, but do a couple month run here. Give me Champa versus Walter again for the belt. Yes. Give me Walter versus anybody. (laughs) I don't care. I miss Walter. Ron Breaker. Walter versus Breaker. Give me Walter versus anyone. I just miss Walter, honestly. I'd like to see him do a run on the main roster and see him go against Cesaro, who was supposed to wrestle in the live event, but see it on TV and see him go against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see him go do like a half month, half year run on the in the main on the states, and then go back. I don't know. I'd like to see it. Um, but yeah, then we had Breaker versus Champa. Pretty good match. I mean, Breaker held his own. He looked good in this. He one. got busted open too on his head. Yeah. Now, um, this was really good. And then uh, 
I mean, fucking Breaker pulled out a Frankensteiner, which was insane. Off the top rope, too. It was great. Uh, he about killed himself when he tried to jump off the ropes at one time, but, you know, we'll forgive him. He's you. Um, this was yeah. a great match, and I really was like, ooh, they're going to give it to Breaker. I was like, oh boy. But uh, no, uh, he hits him with a fairy tale ending. Um, he kicked out, and then he hits him with a knee trembler, and then he hits him with another fairy tale ending. And Tommaso Champion. He hit him with like three or four knee tremblers through all the corners. Yeah, he just kept hitting him. Great way to, and it made Braun look good. And that's how you do it. You keep the champion winner strong, he wins, but you make the challenger look good. And he's a young guy, he'll bounce back. Great match. Everyone was freaking out about Braun after all that punishment. Braun Breaker kicking out at one. I'm like, uh, was everyone quick to forget carrying Cross? Because he kicked out at one all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's a big... The thing is, he's a big guy. So it's not like he's he's big. It makes sense. This was a well-put-together match, and this was great. And I'm glad Tommaso won. We'll see where that heads, but... In my opinion, Halloween Havoc was fantastic. Every match delivered, and the segments that they had being, yes, a little campy because it's Halloween, but it it worked. I liked it. They were funny, entertaining. It's what you want. So better than what the Elite did. Ah, yeah, we'll get to that because next up is Dynamite. We could talk about ROH, but since they're going under, apparently it's not even worth talking about anymore right now. So. And I don't even know. I would talk about MLW, but again, that's Nathan's territory because I don't know when they upload. I don't know when they do shows. I don't know when they do anything. MLW is so fucking crazy. So let's go straight to Dynamite, and then we'll go to Impact, and then we'll end it. Uh, CM Punk and Bobby Fish had their match. They were both celebrating birthdays this week, uh, or that day. And uh, yeah, this was all right. Uh, Punk wins. Of course, he wins. I don't know what to say. It was Punk and Fish. They they had a and a match. I'm kind of over punk already, honestly. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not like I was happy. I was stoked to see him back in a ring. And then I've now been reminded why I was happy to see him not in a ring. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I agree with Eric Bischoff what he said about punk about him not really being a needle mover. And because Let's be honest. He comes in, he comes in, and the ratings have have gone down like every week since Punk's been there. Since Punk and Brian both showed up, the ratings have gone down. Something's going on. Just saying. They, they were under a million views, and they were back on Wednesday. And I know people can say, oh, the World Series was on. Oh, there was, there was basketball. There was hockey. But if fans want to Astros, no one gives a shit about that. And if, if people want to watch, they're going to watch. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you're an AEW fan, you're going to you don't miss an episode regardless. And that means there are a bunch of casuals that were tuning in. And then they're like, yeah, I can't handle this shit anymore. And then guess what segment people turn off of the main event? Because you make your fucking world champion look like a goddamn joke. Uh, MJF beat some dude and then uh, fuck Darby Allen came out and challenged him to a match. Hey, you know, I was really, really on the, you know, wanting to fight Carl Anderson. Oh, wait, was it? Okay, this just reminded me of something, Ryan. 
were the Good Brothers on the show this week? I don't think so because I think the TNT yeah. Impact and the AEW thing are done. So I wondered how that was going to work if they were actually going to hold true to that with the Good Brothers, and I guess they are. Yeah, because I don't didn't I don't remember seeing them. I know Brandon Cutler Thank was out there. God, Carl Anderson shouldn't even have a fucking job. I know, I know Cutler and fucking what's his face are out there, but that was it. So yeah. Um, yeah, so that's good. I don't have to see them twice a week now. I only have to see fucking Carl Anderson once. <laughs> uh, then we had the TNT championship match as Sammy Page or Sammy Page, Sammy Page. What the fuck? Sammy Guevara <laughs> defended against Ethan Page. That's where I got Page. Um, this was part of the rivalry between Inner Circle and American Top Team. Um, if Guevara lost, not only would he lose his championship, he would have to um, leave the Inner Circle. And let's just redo that storyline every fucking two months on this company. So we all know who won this match. Sammy Guevara. <laughs> this was all right. Um, and then Jericho said there's going to be a 10-man Minneapolis street fight at Full Gear. Why? Why? Because Jericho can't wrestle real matches anymore. He has to do these cinematic fucking cut and shoot bullshit. I just don't want to see that. I don't care to see that. Uh, you're going to put a bunch of fighters doing fake fighting against a bunch of wrestlers. Enough. That's stupid. Uh, I hope we had, someone tags him for real. Yeah, we had the TBS championship tournament match. Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb. This was a rematch from a couple weeks ago where Shida tried to get her 50th win. And uh, she got it this time uh, with a roll-up. Uh, Shida gets the win and moves on. And then... Uh, that was the wrong move. I mean, I, I get them trying to give Sheeta the 50th win, but Serena Deeb's in need of notoriety. Yeah. But. Um, after this match, Deeb attacks Sheeta and put her in the half crab again. Um, so, keep Deeb looking good, but yeah. I think she should have won this match. Uh, Moxley destroyed Preston Vance in a world title eliminator. Why was 10 in this tournament? What? So Hobbs, I understand. Hobbs kind of earned a spot. What the hell has 10 done to earn a spot in a world title tournament? <laughs> I mean, if they knew all along that they were going to do that shit, like have Moxley just destroy him, then I, I'm, a, I'm like, okay with it. But why was a Malachi Black in that spot? Yeah. Yeah. This was, he just came in, destroyed him, and walked out. So but he's not really Moxley's more of a tweener now. He's not a face, not a heel. He's just going to do his own shit and do whatever. But I guess this, this accomplished what they wanted to accomplish, but it's a waste of a tournament match. I mean, anyway. Uh, Cody Rhodes hit the ring and everyone booed him. And then he did his shit again where I love my dad. I love my wife. I love my brother. I'm an American. Blah, blah, blah. Fucking dumbass shit. <laughs> Just don't. Man, can, you can only imagine what. Du I mean, Dusty would support him because that's his son. Like, that's the kind of guy Dusty was. But you know, Dusty would hate what Cody's fucking doing. Yeah. This was very WWE of. 
knowing what the fans want and then not giving it to him because the Cody knows they want he want the fans want him to turn heel. Cody knows that's what they want is him as a heel and he won't do it and it's like why not just do it. Uh, but then he's, he's not part of the lead anymore, is he? No, he's on his. He's just his own guy. Yeah, he's he's on his own. He's got the Nightmare Factory, which are heel faces. But then Black and Idolo Andrade El Idolo come out because now they're just a team because we have nothing to do with either of these two. So we're going to put them as a team. Great. Fantastic. Uh, they beat him up and then Pac makes the save. One question. <laughs> so is Pac not a part of Death Triangle anymore? Or what the fuck's going on? They just... Did they just forget that that's a, that was a thing for a while? I don't even think they know. <laughs> and then we had the big main event as the Dark Order took on the Elite. With the Elite coming out dressed as Ghostbusters. <sighs> Stupid. Stupid. Is it bad that I like the elite and I like the young bucks when they were doing their Cody Rhodes shit, in New Japan, and all that? And then as soon as they get their own promotion, I hate them. I can't stand them. I've never really liked the young bucks. They were decent in ROH and they were decent in, in New Japan. They're fucking terrible now. And so is Kenny. I I don't get the hype around Kenny Omega. I really don't. And it's not me just saying I'm a WWE mark. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. But yeah, this match was not good. This was just dumb. Um, they did a, like a fucking, I guess it was like an ode to the Ninja Turtles where they all hit their whatever. They did like the back four. Anyway, at the end of this match, <sighs> the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man came out and it was Hangman Page and he took out Omega. And then uh, the Dark Order get the win. What a way to build to a world title match. You have your fucking world champion come out dressed as a goddamn Ghostbuster and your challenger dressed as a fucking stape of the Marshmallow Man. Yeah. Well, I, and I get it's Halloween, but come on. It's your main feud. Like, NXT had an a Halloween episode, but guess what their championship match was? Fucking serious. You don't make a joke out of your I mean champion. Not to mention people, the AEW marks out there saying Stu Grayson's God of War stuff looked better than Champa. Whenever Champa looked like a legit badass and Stu Grayson just looked like someone puffed powder all over him. Yeah, no offense to Stu Grayson, but come on. Compare the side. Come on. Uh, yeah, that was Dynamite. Uh, real quickly, we'll get into Impact and then we'll end this podcast because we're going kind of long here. But, you know. Um. Impact came out. Moose kicked the show off and cut a really good promo talking about it doesn't matter how elite you are. doesn't matter what tribe you're chief to. It doesn't matter if you're the boss, the man, a woman, a king, the queen. It doesn't matter what day you hold a title. And hell, you can add a new day to the week. I'm still the greatest champion in all of professional wrestling. Fucking fantastic, dude. That was a great promo. Called out basically everybody in the company and the business and was like, I'm better than all of you. That was great. He, it was great because he did it. It was a great promo and he didn't he didn't call him out by name, but everyone knew he was talking. That's how you do like a shot at somebody or a call. You do it like that. Subtle. 
Um, Trey Miguel defended the exhibition title against Rocky Romero in a very good match with Miguel winning. Um, and then Macklin attacked um, Trey after the match. Rachel Ellering defeated Tasha Steeles in a one-on-one match um, with a roll-up. Man, Monday Night Roll-Up has infested every other company. When we have... <laughs> Uh, Heath it was invested back. ROH so much they went out of business. <laughs> uh, Heath was in action against Joe Doring. This ended up being a no contest. Um, so there you go. Heath was back in his first match on Impact in years. <laughs> it feels like. Uh, Mickey James came out to talk about how she won the match and she won the title. Yay. And then we had Madison Raid come out. So not only are we pushing Mickey, now we're pushing Madison Raid. <laughs> Why? Why don't you push the young people you have on your freaking roster? Yeah. Dumb. And I guess Deanna's just gone at this point. So <laughs> great. Uh, Chris Saban and Ace Austin did in your main event. Um, this is a very good, uh, very good match with Ace Austin actually getting the win. Uh, next week, W. Morrissey will take on Suzuki. Or actually, it would be Xander Edwards and Matt Cardona versus Morrissey and Suzuki and Moose. So, we're going to see Suzuki wrestle again. Yay. I've heard that he's about done now. Like, he's done his, his American run. He's going to go back to Japan. So, so uh, yeah, that was the week of wrestling. Crazy stuff happened. We had uh, some good shows, some decent shows, some not some good shows. Um, a lot of stuff. Any final thoughts you'd like to say before we... Uh, Kick this out. Um, all I gotta say is I feel like Moose is another one of those guys that might jump ship to WWE eventually. I f- yeah. He looks like he I mean, he's a star, dude. He could do so big in the business. I heard I mean he stayed with impact. Nobody offered him a contract. I can't believe he'd stay, but I heard he thought about it though mm-hmm. for a decent amount. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that's going to wrap this podcast up. Thank you for uh, listening, everybody. We appreciate you. This was a little long one, but the wrestling one always is. It's nothing we can do. There's a lot of wrestling to talk about. And we are wrestling fans more than we're video game or sports fans. So, you know, we would like to talk about the wrestling. Um, as always, if you missed any of the episodes we put out, uh, Tuesday was the scores episode. We had a pretty good discussion on that one. Uh, we talked the NFL and all that. On Thursday, we had the Save Points podcast where we talked about Nintendo once again. Uh, people were pissed off at Nintendo. Shocker, you're there. And also, if you if you enjoyed this podcast, give us a follow, give us a subscribe or a like so you don't miss an episode. And tell all your friends about this podcast. If you know someone that's into one, don't have to listen to every episode. Listen to the one you want. If you're in sports, video games, or wrestling, try to give you a variety. Um, as always, check out the TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Sabri ENT. I've been trying to do more TikTok videos, to, you know, so follow me on there and interact with me. I love interacting with you guys. And if you listen to this podcast, give me a hashtag on Twitter, hashtag SSSPod, so I know you listen. And you can let me know your thoughts, give me your suggestions, or if you think there's something we missed that we should have been talking about, let me know and we'll, we'll hit it. Um, thank you for listening. As always, we appreciate you. We love you all. For Jeff and for Nathan, even though he's not here, I am Ryan, reminding you to always score if you can, save if you must, 
but always suplex when necessary. Peace. <laughs> Have a happy Halloween, everyone. Yep. <laughs>